Hello, and welcome to the J-Train Podcast. That's right. Every Monday, we take your emails, your stories, your questions, and we answer them. We commiserate. Ooh, I like this jam for a Monday. Get you moving in your toes. You might have thought, I got to change my life. I got to get things together. But no, you're here with the J-Train Podcast. J-Train Podcast is every Monday. You send your problems every day. We answer out of our buttholes. And you hopefully feel a lot better from that. Boom, 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 boom. Keep sharing with your friends. Keep telling a coworker and a brother and a sister and a mama and a papa. That music should tell you one thing. The J Tram Podcast is back. I got Shelby here on the ones and twos at Classic Shelby. How are you, Shelby? Not bad. How about you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like we got some live shows, people. I'm doing live shows again. Again? The world is coming back. Well, I guess I never really stopped. Uh, (laughs) If I'm going to be totally honest, I've been hitting these mean streets, and I want people to come. Now, get that group of vaccinated friends. Get that, that, that the Vax Pack. Get them together. Come on out to the shows. Richmond, Virginia. Mohegan Sun. What else am I going? I mean, I'm all over this great nation. And listen, if you're in a town, because this is a big podcast. People, you know, we we got a lot of listeners here. So there are some towns out there where someone goes, come to Arizona. I I will go anywhere. I, I am a, I am a, you know, I, I, I'll do anything to be able to tell my funnies so if you want to come and you want me to come to your town send an email or dm to the club that you want me to go to if they hear they hear the streets buzzing that's when they start to do the booking so listen um richmond virginia mohegan sun baltimore chicago dc new york austin boston new brunswick jaredfree.com 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 um shelby we have a new guest of the show Hit the music. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. A new guest. That's right. They're the host of the Celebrity Memoir Book Club podcast. Hilarious comic, Claire Parker. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It I is a pleasure. So I cannot wait to give people what I think they should be doing with their lives. <laughs> of course. Easier than giving yourself advice. Oh, I would never. I'm unadvisable, <laughs> but everybody else, they should definitely be listening to me. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, I, I want everyone to go uh, follow you right now. Hilarious comic. I'm, I'm following on Instagram at Claire the Scare. It'll be all over my social media. And you have a podcast. But, it, but first, I want to acknowledge we've never met. This is our first time meeting. Yeah. And this is um, this happens every night. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know Lisa Traeger is always 
been around. She's in the she's one of our OKPs, original key players. She's been on the show many a time. And but Lisa is one of those people that's always like on the lookout for comics that she knows would be great for the show. And she texts me. She's, and th- this is a Lisa Traeger week because both guests this week are Lisa um, recommendations. So you are out in L.A., you're a comic out there and she was glowing about you, uh, Claire. I am actually in New York. <laughs> oh, you're in New York. I had no idea. I'm calling from Williamsburg, but I would love to be to L.A. If anybody wanted to invite me to L.A., I'd love to get out there. I'd love so to show them you, what I'm made of. <laughs> yeah, give it a good shot. How do you know Lisa then? From stand-up. From doing, Just from stand-up. I've, I've been doing it for a while. I've been at it like seven years. Okay, great. I mean, that's uh, so. Listen, I'm I'm surprised we haven't crossed paths then. This Me is, too. This is the first time. So happy to have you here. And you have a podcast called the Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Give the listeners because we love getting people into new shows. What give the listeners what that is? What is what is? Give us the one minute commercial why they should listen. Okay, Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Reread the book so that you don't have to. We're reading a celebrity memoir a week. Basically, we scrape it for all the juicy celebrity details, and then we give it to you with our hot takes, which are sometimes scathing. We have been accused of being too mean, but we feel like you have to read between the lines. These are not reliable narrators. When these women are coming out and being like, oh, poor me, all I did was stab my best friend in the back because (laughs) I had to, we're questioning it. But we give our honest takes. We're reading, we're laughing, we're riffing. So so let me ask some questions here because you're basically saying that celebrities, and Mm -hmm. give me the list, celebrities are writing their own memoirs like this is a market this is a there's a marketplace for celebrities and and what you're saying you're basically saying you have the right to make fun of them because they're the ones telling their own story this wasn't an investigated this wasn't a journalist that they that got hired you know third party to like write the brad pitt story it's brad pitt telling you brad pitt story so of course it's in the key of me. It's glowing. Yeah. It's right. Is that kind of what's going that's on? That's actually exactly why we started the podcast. We used to do a Britney Spears podcast called mm-hmm. Hold On One Second. We're talking about Britney Spears. Believe yeah. it or not, that name never like caught on in the public <laughs> eye. But you we love sat- a long podcast name. Celebrity <laughs> Memoir Book Club is also a mouthful. But I, I'm, we really I'm want you. a tattoo that would take up from shoulder to fingertip. We want people <laughs> just wearing a sentence in our honor. We stopped doing the Britney podcast when the Free Britney movement started because we're, I mean, we are two comics and we're like, we're out here, we're having a good time. Most of what we had to say about Britney Spears is why does she keep shopping at Kohl's? Like, what is Mm. the deal with her beige obsession? (laughs) Well, it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes a story gets too icky to even have fun with. Exactly. And so then when it came out that she might be a prisoner, we were like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. Like, we're not going to keep calling her house a Marriott and question if she's allowed to use the oven because actually maybe she can't. (laughs) Because this all might be true. Yeah, it it happens sometimes. You know, I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have subjects that come into that world and you go and then you have to expand on it you have to talk about it it's like oh i didn't come here for this i came here to make fun of people with abs and and it's like and that there's listen we know in comedy you know the idea of punching up punching down um is is a thing and you have to find a way where you're not even when you're punching someone you have to make it go the right way so so where britney spears like you go some some would say well you know she seems a little out of it you go yeah but she's a you know living a unreal you know an unreal lifestyle then you hear like she's a prisoner at home you go 
I yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know how to I can't I can't fix this. this yeah. I'm now punching down. If she's out of it because she's out of touch with reality because she's so rich, it's one thing. If she's out of it because totally. she's been drugged by her father, <laughs> it's like not that funny anymore. Totally so different story. That. And it's funny because I like it to like the OnlyFans rise. We call it like our ethical consumption of pop culture. Like how do you make fun of celebrities in a way that is above belt? And our feeling is we bought the books, they wrote the stories. You're allowed to hate women. You just have to hate them for the things they've done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hate them on their own terms. <laughs> Shelby gave off hard nod on that i i mean our friend bernie sanders probably has something to say about that so i i i i i agree with you and and again that's where context and nuance comes in and it also comes where doing seven years of stand-up comes in you've heard a joke bomb you've Mm -hmm. you know you say these things out loud you go "Ooh, that doesn't sound good like because i get sent you know i'm i'm making fun of the bachelor and bachelorette i'm making fun of reality tv all the time and sometimes people write their jokes to me and I go I'm not that you know like and they're they're like what's the difference between me and you and it's like you know uh, thought and reason and you know knowing the line you know so so give me an example of like books because and also when someone it is inherently douchey to tell your own story so no matter how famous you are well, you were just talking, somebody had said to my co-host that the thing about success is it's not like one ladder that you're always climbing. It's like a lot of ladders and mm. you get to the top of ladder and then you go to the next ladder and sure, you may feel like you're on the bottom of a higher ladder, but that's success. Like you're constantly in a new echelon and retrying to get to the top of it. And the thing you can't do is complain to somebody on a different ladder. And I feel like that's totally. a pretty good life advice. Like you can't sit there if your TV show is bombing and talk to someone who's still doing open mics and be like, you just don't know how hard it is to not totally. get a big break. And like somebody's <laughs> like, I am in the red right now on a yeah. cab that I took to get here. So, and I think the thing about a memoir by definition is they're complaining about their lives and you're like, well, I'm reading your book. So it ended up okay. <laughs> And, and you got a book advance without ever yeah. having to write a word, you know, like the and they're not writing you know, it. <laughs> they're not writing it. They have a ghostwriter. The ghostwriter calls them. They sit on the phone with their headphones on while they make breakfast, and the person is, uh, you know, writes and rewrites. It's 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 an interesting thing. So, who are the celebrities you've done? Give so me we some examples. Just did last week, Busy Phillips, and she's a perfect example of literally her like first few months in Hollywood. She got Freaks and Geeks. See, but Billy Busy Phillips is like a beloved. You know, it's interesting, like who we love, who we hate. Yeah. You know, just but Busy Phillips is a like like rubber stamped love by all, which and is I interesting. Say, I liked her book. I interesting. And we don't so like she a is a funny. Them. So it's but so then it makes sense. Like I, my buddy has a theory that people only get canceled if they're an asshole. So like yes. it doesn't matter like it's it's more it's not what you did it's how what you've been doing to people. Well, I also think it's how your household name. So the problem if you are only known by the people who love you, like if you have an mm. audience that only has heard of you, like Maria Bamford, her fans mm. adore her. She's a comic love and her. she's a comic most people probably haven't heard of. If she said something, the only people who would hear it are the people who are already going to give her a wide the breath you know what I mean? and be yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ah, it was a bad night whereas somebody like Chrissy Teigen she is being shoved down our throat so even if you've never seen that woman's face you've probably heard her name or she pops up in the Daily Mail so when not your fans are thinking about you regularly I feel like that's when you cross into dangerous could be canceled territory that's interesting people are out to get you like out of the context of who you are it's like everyone knows Pepsi yeah and everyone has an opinion on Pepsi 
and not everyone has you know not everyone knows cherry wine yeah and, then, like, <laughs> and not everyone's drinking pepsi so like you know sure. pepsi comes out and turns out 30 cans are contaminated and now people who have never had a sip of pepsi in their life are like they need to die yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile the people who <laughs> love true. pepsi are like i don't know i've had two million cans of pepsi in my life i'll say i'll risk it i've been okay hey, so far who's the douchiest celebrity memoir who's the who's had the worst one? Oh my god Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh, don't get. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am <gasps> so happy you said that. I am. I, OK, I don't hate him because I don't know him. I do. I, have, I, I know I, him I, now. OK, <laughs> I have an issue with Rob Lowe. He is What's, the spokesman for the Atkins diet. Is Has he ever is been that, fat? That's the thing that bothers me most. The I when you have Rob Lowe. As your spoke, who is famous for being hot his whole life. Like, he's an actor. Yes, he's yeah. famous for being an actor, but he, hot actor. Mm -hmm. Like, he's in the hot actor. He's like file. a bimbo. He's a, he's, I don't even want to call him a himbo because I feel like that's a loving moniker, but he is a, <laughs> a boy bimbo. <laughs> he's a gorgeous man for generationally gorgeous. He, every a, a, age, he has been gorgeous. When you have him on the, Atkins diet commercial saying, yeah, I just have like, you know, they have like little Atkins candies. That insinuates that if I do this diet, I could look like Rob Lowe one day. Like you are lying. The idea that Rob Lowe and I could ever commiserate over body issues is is so insulting to me. The idea that Rob Lowe has ever come home and made all the freezer frozen foods in his freezer and 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 then thought to himself oh i can't do that again that's never happened no. that's never happened so no. like so what was his uh memoir like it's funny that you say that because so we had a couple big things about rob Lowe. one is that he can make any story about him good and it was just funny because it tracks the <laughs> yeah. Atkins thing and he's like well i knew someone who was fat and in that way it is my journey to tell <laughs> well he does in the commercial he's like we all have you know we all have something we're trying to lose it's like no you don't no you don't <laughs> and then and so he would tell these stories and he told incredible stories in his book but it was because like if anything in his town had ever happened like he would tell these stories about like a kid like biking off the malibu cliffs and dying and being swallowed by a whale and he was spit back out and he's like, and that happened in the town where I lived four years before I moved there. And you're like, okay, so kind of irrelevant, <laughs> I'd have to say. <laughs> I mean, everything had to do with him. He, 9-11 had to do with him. Um, really? John F. Kennedy Jr.'s death. He was like, he started his book about one time him and JFK Jr. met at a party. And then he goes on to be like, when he died, no one was more affected than I was. Because we had a oh really my good God. combo at that party. So and I'm... So he's basically the the friend you have who posts a picture with them and the celebrity after yeah. every celebrity death. No, you like, know what uh, they do? They're the, he's the friend who takes a screenshot from a party he like walked by that someone else <laughs> took and like tags it like crazy night. <laughs> and you're like, that's not even your photo. <laughs> well, listen, Claire, we're happy to have you on. Everyone go listen to Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Go, go, go. At Claire the Scare on Instagram. Go follow. Get involved. Super hilarious. You ready to do some emails? Yes, please. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Can your boyfriend be friends with your past hookups? Okay. Jtrain, feather, feather, love the pod. Tell everyone I know to listen. You always give the best advice, so I'm hoping you can help me in this situation. My ex-boyfriend and I broke up last summer. Mm 
Since then, I've come into a new friend group that I've been spending a lot of time with. There are a few guys in this group over the last year that I've had minor hookups with both of with both of them separately, of course. One of them I went on a date with, and we've had a couple drunken makeouts and suggestive texting. And the other I made out a couple times and slept with once. Wasn't actually interested in dating either of them, so we have all kept our friendships, and we still hang out together. Now my ex and I seem to be moving forward towards getting back together. And part of me is excited for him to get to know my new friend group and go out with us. My ex doesn't have a lot of guy friends, and I think both of these guys have a lot in common with him, and they could potentially be great friends for him. But I'm worried about the weirdness of having him hang out with my past hookups, and I'm hesitant to even tell him about it because I don't want to upset him. What would you do here? Is it wrong for me to introduce them all and encourage a friendship? If I do, do I tell him? about what happened between me and them over the last year or just keep it quiet since I doubt the other guys would bring it up anyways. Any and all help is appreciative. What do you think, Claire? I am a big believer of like what you don't know can't hurt you. I wouldn't encourage a friendship between your boyfriend and your friends. I also am a big separator of like church and state. Your friends didn't sign up for your boyfriend. I hate it Mm. when someone gets a boyfriend and now he's just a part of the group. I'm like, I didn't vet him i vetted yeah, you that's <laughs> I get, right if a co-ed group it's a little bit different i hate when it's like a girl sign someone brings their boyfriend but i wouldn't force him in the group just because it sounds like you guys are on and off you don't want to make him friends just to take them back do you think it matters that they met the the hookup happened in between the relate while the relationship had ended i think that's a big part of this to me because she you know and listen i I, I don't want to make too many assumptions, but it's like, it's interesting to me that she has a breakup. Then she, like within a year, she finds a whole new group of friends, which is like kind of like wild, like at, at a certain age. Okay, she finds this new group of friends. She hooks up with a couple. That's great. Mm-hmm. But now she's coming back to this ex. Do, do you think if it was a, like to me, it's different when it's, oh, that's a guy from my past. I don't have to bring it up. And because of the circumstances, do you think just getting it out there, like, Getting it out there, wouldn't that, I, I, I would want that out of my mind is kind of what I'm thinking. I don't even, can I say, don't bring it up. I feel like the thing about relationships is obviously it's fair game. You guys weren't together. It's not somebody he knew. It's not like friends from your combined friend group. Sure, so that's it's a, a good fair point. game. It's totally fair game. But I also do think that there are things that just hurt to know no matter what. And I just feel like, why force your boyfriend to be friends with these guys that you've hooked up? It's only going to hurt him to find out. It sounds like he doesn't have friends. It sounds like you didn't have friends. I'm sure yeah. now that you're back together, you'll lose all your friends again. You don't become a friends person. You're either. <laughs> she sounds like it sounds like a relationship couple that tried to not be in a relationship and that they've come back together. Yeah, I would let it go because let's see how the cookie crumbles. Don't force your hand. I mean, but don't force him to be their friends because I don't know. I wouldn't want to be friends. I wouldn't want to have to be friends with girls my boyfriends hooked up with i would think you can half truth it what about a half truth what about like here's here's how how i would play it i'd be like come hang out with us i want you to meet like the new gang okay Mm -hmm. here here's another thing in her email that i read um i is it wrong for me uh um she wrote something my pat i'm hesitant to even tell him about it because i don't want to upset him you're getting back with an ex it's time to start upsetting him like I, I think like the fear of upsetting him is going to hold you back from fixing the things that were wrong the first time around. Okay, so let's not live. And I know that's easier said than done, but it's like, do, you know, if you're saying I don't want to upset him, that to me is you saying 
I just need a boyfriend. I just this is a this is something I need. And it's like if that's the reason you're getting back with them, then there's other issues here. Yeah. Beyond that, hey, come hang out with us. We're doing a day hang. Um, and then if he says, "How do you know?" Blank. What's the relate? You know, it, I would have interest. Like if I'm dating someone, I would go. So who's this guy? How do you know this guy? What's their deal? What's that? And when they start asking their deal, you go, "Well, I actually went on a date with him." You don't have to say like I, you know, I I mm-hmm. I, I, I sucked on his tongue for two hours. You can just say, "Went on a date with him," and and I think you can be like classy, honest. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> like it's like just like went on a date with him. Him and I kind of flirted a little bit, and that's all you have to say. Your ex-boyfriend should be able to handle that. If he can't, yeah. then then you have bigger, bigger issues. But like he should be yeah. able to handle knowing that, like, well, because he's coming into this, he he's coming into season three. Yeah. So he you have to uh, he your your ex coming into season three should want to be updated on the new relationships in your life. And if he doesn't, you got a problem. And then he should be able to handle getting the update on these people that have come into your life. If he can't do both of those bigger issues are apparent. I 100 percent agree. But but I would say the thing she needs to watch is like, don't force him to be friends. He can yeah, come and hang out yeah. with your friends. But I feel like this, totally. I think she has this idea of like, okay, now I have this piece of my puzzle and now I'm adding this piece of the puzzle and now we're all going to be one happy group. And yeah, that's, that's not how it life goes. Life isn't friends. There aren't just six people that hang out together all the time and fuck and it's no problem and there's interchangeable yeah. relationships with no hard feelings. That's not how it works. He should totally be able to hang agree. and just because you hooked up with somebody when you were single, he can't hold that against you forever. But I don't think you can expect him to be like playing pool with the guys when you're not there. No. If he doesn't want to be friends with people you fucked, I feel like that's reasonable. We're all human. Also, if if in, friends are natural. So yeah. it's like so it's like he you invite him to the group hang. If they become friends, great. That's that's not yeah. even that's not your problem. J train podcast at gmail.com, J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Claire Parker at Claire the Scare, Celebrity Memoir Book Club every Tuesday. Go, go, go. J Train. Feather, feather, love the podcast. I'm anxious I anxiously await Mondays and Thursdays to hear the next episode. Thank you. My question is this. My boyfriend and I have been dating for over three years, and recently his best friend is going through tough times, getting a divorce, and is not in a good headspace. His best friend asked him if he could move into my boyfriend's house for a bit until he's in a better headspace. I don't really see that as a problem until I learn that he would be bringing his cat with him. <laughs> for context, I am absolutely terrified of cats from so many bad experiences with them. I don't think my puppy would mix with the cat either. I am nervous how this change will change our dynamic when I am at his house, scared to leave the room, go to the kitchen, the bathroom, etc., and having to worry about my dog getting in a fight with his cat. What do I do? How do I bring this up to my boyfriend without sounding unsympathetic with his best friend's situation? Claire, what do you think? I think just say exactly that. Like, I'm supportive and it's cool, but I am afraid of cats when I'm over. Can the cat stay in his room? Like, yeah. We have doors, right? You're not living in a yurt. Or am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, you're a cat owner. Shelby, have you had this issue where people are like, uh, you know, keep the cat away from me? Uh, no, just, you know, sort of still easing back into the pandemic. But he is pretty friendly. So, I mean, I guess I would just be like put him in his room so you did you did say your cat is more like a dog yeah i mean like he'd probably be scared at first and then come up to you but i mean it's just like a lot of people aren't just like be cats aren't like just put them they like like to be in one space so it doesn't yeah. seem like it's that big an issue 
My this, friend has two cats who fight amongst themselves. So she has to keep the two cats separate in her own apartment. And it's like been that way for years. It's no problem. They don't care. Here's the interesting part about this email. When I first read it and she said, my friend, you know, my boyfriend's friend is getting a divorce. He wants to move in. I thought her biggest fear would be now you got a single dude moving in, showing him the life he could have without you. That So I think that would be the fear in like, hey, any issue, it sounds like you're trying to like make sure, you know, everyone knows their place. Like, like, like I think her concern, which I understand is like, if I say this thing about the cat, will it sound like I'm kind of making sure this friend knows that I'm more important than them or I'm trying to like bully my way into their relationship and she really wants to avoid that. I would I would assume mm-hmm. that. And I think what she needs to do is, Claire, what you said is totally right. Hey, what's, I, I think, the, what's the plan with the, I just want you to know, I am not great with cats. What's the plan with the cat? Just say okay. that. Lay down some guidelines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a totally reasonable fear. If you've had bad experiences, that's very reasonable. And I think if you can't handle this reasonable conversation, then you three years in, you yeah, should be you, able to like verbalize your fears to your boyfriend and have him care. I'm actually, I, and I would even say like, hey, I'm actually excited for your friend to move in with you. Like, just like, it's it's really nice that you're doing that for him. I think it's like, it's going to be good for both of you. You guys, your relationship will change in like kind of a cool way, like where you're helping him through something. Also, he has this cat. You know how I am with cats, right? Oh, yeah, you are. What's going to be the plan with that just so I know, so I can feel comfortable coming over? That's it. And I think when you say what's the plan, that gets someone talking instead of I hate cats, you know? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Claire Parker at Claire the Scared. I like this one. Also. Yeah, Shelby. never, Never mind, never mind. No. Go ahead, please, Shelby. Well, it's not. It's your. You're like our resident adult. cat it's expert. Like, it's not like it's like a pit bull. Like mm. it's a cat. Like you're you you're like taller. Than well, me. fears are fears. You know, like I. You know, that's like saying to someone, "It's the vaccine. Just get it." You know, like they. It's not, yes, get it. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> to them, I say also. <laughs> also, just get it. But like you know, how do you speak to people who are fearful of things? Like, I mean, I'd I just say watched. What I a, just said. Just sure, but I'm saying grow up. I I watched a video of a woman um, who's afraid of olives on Instagram. It was like from an old Maury yeah. episode. I, the and Maury, like, they they bring out a big thing of oranges. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and, and the woman runs away crying, and you go, "Yeah, it's just fucking olives." And it's like to them, it's the why most you horrific invite her thing. To our mixer or whatever. <laughs> The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Native Deodorant. Sometimes life stinks. It rains on your birthday. The coffee line is around the block. The good news, you don't have to because Native Deodorant has your back. I love Native Deodorant. I'm such a fan. I love that they have, and someone made fun of me for calling them flavors. They have different scents, but they feel like flavors because they're so different. They're so cool. Uh, And I love that it's like good for your body. It's all with natural ingredients. Like this is... The good stuff. And I like that you can switch them up. I have a few different scents that just changes my day a little bit. Makes me a little bit happier. Native cares about what you put on your body. And they're about stopping the stink the right way. That's the Native difference. You've heard us talk about Native's legendary aluminum-free deodorant. But have you tried their body wash, toothpaste, or their brand new mineral-based sunscreen? The body wash is great. I have it. Love it. 
Use it every day. That's right. Native now has a broad spectrum SPF 30 sunscreen for your face and body. It's lightweight, absorbs quickly, and you can choose between unscented or coconut and pineapple. I love a coconut and pineapple. Native's on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine. Put the care in self-care. Native's products work against odor with simple ingredients that smell great. You can get their deodorant and body wash in amazing scents like coconut and vanilla, citrus and herbal musk, lavender and rose, and more. More. I love the coconut and vanilla. You can even build your own personalized product bundle. This, this is the way to go. Mix and match three of your favorite scents and keep them on rotation so you have something fun for every occasion. And I, I added fun. Because I think it's fun. I think it's fun to switch up your sense, switch up your vibe. Stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedeo.com slash JTrain or use promo code JTrain at checkout and get 20, 20, 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash JTrain or use promo code JTrain at checkout for 20% off your first order. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Best Fiends. You know my motto is beach by noon, but if you want to feel like you're at the beach all the time, play Best Fiends. It'll cool off your brain just like a tall glass of lemonade. I love Best Fiends. I talk about it all the time. It's a little moment in your day to put your brain on the shelf and play a fun game that is satisfying. I love the, I love the word satisfying because you can finish levels, you can beat levels. I play all the time and it's just to take my mind off of the day and just 5 minute break. And it's bright, it's colorful, it's beautiful. And there's always new levels. Best Fiends is a casual puzzle game that's beautifully designed and makes your brain feel good. I that, I get that good feeling because it's nice to finish a level. How many times do you get to finish a level in your life? Well, Best Fiends gives you that opportunity. Once you start playing, you will not want to stop. I'm, I'm obsessed. Best Fiends is way more fun than other matching puzzle games out there. It makes 30 minutes feel like 30 seconds. Totally free to download. With thousands of puzzles to solve, there's something new every day. I'm already on level 40. Like, I'm, I'm moving up the chain. And there are thousands. It's bright, colorful, has cute characters. It's got a whole world. You collect tons of cute little characters that you use to beat the bad guys on each level. And Best Fiends is always releasing new challenges, characters, and themes all the time, so it never gets old. That's a beautiful thing. Download the five-star rated puzzle game Best Fiends today for free on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. JTrayPodcast.com. I love this title. Is the party girl ever the one? Ooh. Okay, it's going to get Let's play some sad music, Shelby. Is the No, we should play like I'm a uh like some like club club beats. I have a friend who is beautiful, funny, sweet, smart, and dot 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 always the life of the party. She is always the one to organize a group hang, always the first to make people do shots at the bar, always making sure people are having fun. She is the first to make even a home hang fun with games, etc. She often has guys give her their number and maybe a date or two will happen, but it never gets serious. Here's my question. Is the party girl ever the one? Does that come on too strong for guys? Would that be intimidating? I would never want her to change who she is because honestly, she is really fun. And as you say, you're always someone's foot. But it really does make me wonder why she hasn't found the one at 27 or even a Mr. Maybe. Mr. Maybe. I'd love to hear your take and wise wisdom on this sign. Friend of a party girl, not in a party world. What do you think, Claire? I feel like, yeah, a, does your friend... Sad tale. <laughs> does your friend ask you to send this? Like, is, does... 
is she sad about it or is she having fun at the party? First also, of all, I'm, she's 27 I was gonna say, my still friend, hasn't found the one. What is this you know? bachelor interest when they're like, it's tw- I'm 21. When will it be my turn? Yeah. You're like, I don't know when you can drive. Like, <laughs> yeah. She'll be I, fine. I don't. She's fine. Are you I, the friend? Unless you're the friend, you're a bad friend. Like, unless I, this whole email is a lie. Leave her I would alone. Ass- I would assume the girl, the woman has opened up to her at some point. Like, yeah. hey, I'm like, I'd like to find someone, and but it's just not working out. I mean, I do believe everyone is a fit for someone. So, like, the idea that it hasn't worked out for her now doesn't mean it won't. It's going to work out for her at some point. Yeah. Um, I think also... And here's another part of this is when you're the life of the party, there's a reason you're the life of the party. I don't believe anything happens in a vacuum. I don't believe that, you know, I'm doing uh, a podcast like this for no reason at all. No, no inner like I'm sure a psychologist could be like Jared has X, Y and Z wrong with him. And that's why he's doing A, B and C. So she is making people do shots for whatever reason. So as a friend. I think the only thing you can say to her is like, is just be there for for her. If 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 she's saying like, you know, I I I dance at parties because I I'm real self conscious about when I'm quiet, everyone looking at me that I'm quiet. I don't know what it is. There's could be a million yeah. reasons, but everyone's their own special fucked up snowflake, you know. Next yeah, but emails. E- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was say, but even if she like went to therapy and whatever, found whatever hole is in her heart and worked on it, she's always going to be the extrovert. She's always going to be always, and it's great. One. And she can't change that herself. And she's going to find somebody who's either her partner and wants to live this life, or they're always on a group vacation, or always down to go out and see things and experience life. Or like I have a deeply quiet boyfriend, and I am mm. a loud bitch. And or she'll find someone who like loves that when they go to parties together, he can sit in the corner and she can talk to everybody for him. Like she'll yeah, find yeah, who the- she finds. It's going to be fine. And I think like, you know, when I read party girl, the only thing that I would say to like, if you're the party girl or the party boy is like being a party girl in the, in the center of attention sometimes makes you the most um, easy to approach. So I, because they're like, look at like, she's approaching everyone for them. So like, I would, uh, I would assume you're getting a lot more disappointment. So it's like she's getting a lot more people that are like approaching her for the wrong reasons because when you're easy to talk to, you're easy to like be like, I just want to hook up. So I I think like the one problem she has is she's just probably seeing more dudes and more awful dudes because she's just an approachable person. Shelby, what were you going to say? Like the next email is going to be like from this girl. Like I'm an extrovert. I like to have fun. (laughs) And my friend's always asking me, like pulling me aside and saying, when are you going to get married? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate my friend. Yeah. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Claire Parker at Claire the Scare. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Okay. So I want to do an update. People love an update. Can I, can I do that with you guys? So if you go to my Instagram page, we posted a, scenario where a woman was asked out on a concert date i'm trying to figure out what episode i think it was with olga namer so if you go check out that update um so this person wrote jared yeah breaking news well i i think a lot of the commenters were hard on this emailer 
if I can rehash the story, this person wrote in that they were asked to a concert and then the guy kind of like messed up the days of the concert. So they went out and then she started not trusting him. And then the next day they were supposed to go to the concert and he's like, my dad's sick and I gave away the tickets. So she was like, were there ever tickets in the first place? And I agree with all of those questions and concerns. And it was someone from work and I think a lot of the commenters on Instagram kind of took away, they were like, oh, she just wants these concert tickets, which, you know, maybe a little bit of that, but I don't think she was evil for that. I think she's writing into a dating podcast with a specific situation. Mm-hmm. That is one of the questions I would ask as well. And basically the advice was like, you can't really say anything when someone says my dad's sick, especially when it's like a date situation and you're not together six years and he doesn't have a history of lying to you. So you just kind of like, this is on the resume, push it along. Hey, no problem. Let me know when we can go out. Okay. So does this all make sense, Claire? Yeah, 100%. And I agree with her. That is like <laughs> a weird lie red flag. It's not about the concert. It's about the, are we <clears throat> one just lying to each other for clout? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and again, we live in a world of dating where there's just so many people coming at us and with dating apps and, yeah. you know, you and the minute and when things go weird from minute one, you have to wonder. Mm-hmm. Shelby, you remember this email, right? Okay, Jared, I thought I needed to give you an update, but I would kindly ask you don't put it online. I think there was a, she was upset. There was some people on Instagram were just being mean, and I, 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 I think they forget that, like, some of them are just Instagram people, but they also forget, like, no, we're here to, like, have the fodder. We're here to discuss all angles. Like, and I don't think she's a bad person for thinking, is this guy lying to me? I'd rather uh, not. And so first, the guy. So the dad's the guy's dad's okay. She writes, nothing ended up being wrong. Likely just dehydration, but regardless, scary. Totally agree. I gave him the benefit of the doubt and continued to text with him. He asked me to go to a baseball game with him next Tuesday, and when I asked, I asked. He said, I asked if he had tickets. And when I asked, he said he had tickets. So he asked me to go to a baseball game with him on Tuesday. And when I asked, he said he had tickets. Obviously, I was skeptical. (laughs) Yeah, we're in another ticket situation. And upon Googling, I found out that our team is out of state all next week, which means he couldn't have tickets. I called him out immediately, and he said he messed up the days again. This guy could just be the absolute worst with days. Nah. As a former admin, the amount of plane tickets that I scheduled for just completely different years, it does happen. Calendars happens, are notoriously tricky. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. Listen, it can happen, but twice first and and it's a second ticket but i'm still really suspicious what are the odds he does this multiple times thanks for everything you do love the podcast and then i wrote back to make sure that we could read this and they and they wrote yeah that's fine um i just i do want to add one of the reasons i was suspicious of his original wrong date and his family emergency was both times he didn't tell me until after i had reached out to him within two hours of the event to the chain to change the plans yeah i agree that listen all of these things alone are nothing Put together, there's something. She writes, my theory is he proposes fun plans that every girl would say yes to. Then day of the event, he says, oops, wrong day, but let's hang out and do something else. You can't yeah. claim to to have uh, other plans, so you're stuck. It's, it's, it's far-fetched, I know. I mean, that would be a really low-confidence person to be like, I yeah. need to have great dates for you to want to go out with me, right? I mean, I dated this person who did actually come through with tickets, but it was the same thing of like, 
if you're going high impact date right out the gate, basically what you're saying to somebody is I don't have a lot on the inside. Like I always am suspicious of somebody who's like date one or two, a hundred, two hundred dollar date. Yeah, because it's too much. When you're getting to know someone, it's too much investment. Like we're just getting drinks. We're figuring each other out. Like unless it's a longtime friend that's turned lover or something. But it what is you, suspicious. What are you trying? Me. What are you trying to convince me of? And yeah. it's like what? It, and listen. He proposes fun dates that any girl would say yes to. It's like, and and here's the other thing. This guy is kind of helped by just the nature of dating right now. Women want to go on dates. Women yeah. love a plan. And they, and especially like young women in a city where everyone's upward mobile. Mm-hmm. All you hear about is dating, dating, dating. Like we're in New York City. All you hear about is you know, are, who you're seeing, where you're going, who'd you meet. It's a very dating centric yeah. city. This person's writing from a town where I'm sure that's the same thing. So it is alluring if someone's like, I plan the perfect date because so many guys aren't planning dates at all. So he's winning by, because so many people are losing. I would say to her, the again, I agree with every suspicion that she has. The dad's now okay. It's already this is a, I think it's time to kind of stop with this dude. I agree. You you get past the point of no trust where it's like stop testing someone. Like I I I'm and I'm I'm not blaming her, but I think a lot of people who write I can only speak to the emailers. And the people that email this show a lot of times they're like, "Well, let me test them to see." But it's like, "Do you want to be with someone? Like what's the long game here?" Yes. Right? Also, I'm like upset by how lazy it is to do the same trick twice. It's one thing to get a girl to a dinner because <laughs> your plans fell through. But I mean, that's a first date move. You can't do it again and again and again. It's it's lazy trickiness. Do you know what I mean? Find a new scam, buddy. Yeah, I agree. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If you've ever had to look for a job, you know that it's no picnic. You start stress eating, your eyes burn from staring at job listings. It takes the patience of a saint to fill out every application. When it comes to hearing back about jobs, it's nothing but crickets. And you feel like you're like a lone wolf lost in the shuffle. I, I gotta say, there's nothing harder than searching for a job because it's an actual job. It, it takes time away from things you want to do. The job you currently have that you don't like, that you're looking for a new job, and now you're going to spend time looking at job listings, and, and you get down on yourself. That's why ZipRecruiter's great. ZipRecruiter knows that the general experience for looking of looking for a job is pretty sucky. That's why they figured out a way to make it unsucky. When you sign up on ZipRecruiter.com, you can create a free profile. Then you get matched to great jobs, plus a lot more. ZipRecruiter will proactively pitch your profile to employers whose jobs match your experience. See, that's great because you can go and do whatever you have to do with your day while ZipRecruiter kind of works for you. Unlike with other job sites, if an actual person from the company really likes what they see, they can personally invite you to apply to their job. Candidates who are invited to apply on ZipRecruiter are nearly three times as likely to get hired. This is according to 10,000 plus logged in ZipRecruiter users who report who reported being hired through ZipRecruiter during September and October 2020. See, that's wild. That that was one of September and October 2020 they're getting hired during that part of our lives. We all know where we were. Plus if you like the job, you can apply to it and many others with just one click. It's that easy. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job site in the U.S. So sign up for free on ZipRecruiter.com today and experience the better way to find a job. But once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com right now to sign up absolutely free and put ZipRecruiter to work for you.
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Here with Claire Parker, at Claire the Scare. Like this one, relationship benchmarks. I'm a new fan, but really enjoy your take on dating relationships. Even the luxury lounge is awesome. Thank you. Hoping to get some perspective here. I'm an early 30s female and have been getting some of the same feedback in dating that's made me curious for other people's perspectives. As things have progressed in some relationships, I've gotten the feedback and the breakup call that things haven't progressed to where they should be for the amount of time we've spent been together. Usually it's someone I've been seeing for a month or two. Things are going great and then the energy changes and the discussion follows. Personally, since my my last serious relationship, I've done a lot of figuring out how to be better about sharing my emotions and not being afraid to dive in a bit more early on than I normally would. It's been challenging in the past between being too reserved or diving in headfirst really quickly. I'm more reserved with my emotions and a really patient person, so I tend to fall into a longer courtship period comfort zone. My question for you is that when you've ended things with someone because the relationship isn't where it should be, what does that look like for you and your guest? Or if you've gotten feedback, what did you take from that? I understand this is personal, but I'm trying to also figure out for myself what my benchmarks are. Any advice you can share would be great. I've decided to take some time to enjoy IRL summer and continue to work on myself before jumping back into the dating scene, especially the apps this time. Claire, what do you think? This is a good email. I, I think it's hard to say, but I think there should be a vibe. I mean, there's a difference between the benchmarks, of course, of like a one and two year relationship. But I think what she's talking about is, is it going to become a, an official relationship versus it? Is it just a hookup that's going to fizzle out? And yeah. I'd say there'll be a time where if not, the, I'm not like a, oh, who's texting who first, but there'll be a time when they don't text you to hang out again. And if you hit them up and they can't right away, you should feel it. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I do she, think by one or two months, you should know what your next plan is. I, I I'm with you. Um, it's in, I think she wrote something very interesting and this is something I'm dealing with a little bit personally and in my dating life, in my mm-hmm. single life, is she writes, it's been challenging the past being too reserved or diving head in head first really quickly. There is this thing where the relationship gets ahead of where you two are. You know, our parents used to go to work and not talk to each other all day and then come home and have one conversation. Now, you could be meet someone on Hinge today and talk more with this person over the next week than your parents spoke to each other in a year. Yeah. Like, and you get to this point of like, holy shit, I have now gotten all of this information out to this person we've talked we 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 say what's up to each other we talk like we're best friends in the world and then you go but i don't even know this person i haven't spent like i don't know if i want to be with them i don't know if i want to like get ahead i don't know if i want this to be a serious thing i i have we've 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 gone on two dates together how can i know and then you get to that like you know that next date and you go I think I've gotten ahead of myself here. And if now, if we get physical, mm-hmm. now I am the person who talked to you like a girlfriend and then couldn't be a boyfriend. Does that make sense? That makes sense. You know what I see a lot from like my female friends' perspective that happens to them is it's not even so much that they like this person they're talking to. Because, of course, at the end of the day, even if you are talking all day, every day, there is a time element that just can't be beat. You have to yeah. know someone for months and months to truly know somebody. You have to see them over a course of a couple of weeks, totally months or years to like know who they are all the time. 
But what I see my friends do is go on one or two dates or have these text conversations and then become kind of fall in love with this idea of what the relationship could be. And you totally. watch them like cherry pick, like if they have a nice apartment or I've had girls go on a date with a guy and they get along really well and he has a car and now you're like, oh my God, next fall we'll be apple picking. Mm -hmm. And you're like planning these lives together. And then what happens is in your mind, you're like getting out of a relationship that lasted a year because you have a year of fake memories that you've invented for yourself yeah. <laughs> and you're in love like this. I mean, and you, I think when you want to be in that relationship, it's very easy to see everything and like, be like, wow, what if I had this feeling forever? And this so is, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just like, I think from a guy perspective, it's like, you know, you're talking because there's that like intimacy thing. And I've had that, a guy do that to me that I met on Raya who lived in LA where we were texting every day. And I was like, something is up because He's texting me like I'm his girlfriend. And then he got to New York and we never even met up. He like ghosted me. And I was like, sure. did he just want the intimacy? And I do think people want the intimacy. And then it's like almost worse than a sex fling because it's like an intimacy fling. And then you're left even more confused. And then the woman has been like, oh my God, I could really see something here. What if I get treated like this forever? I, I know it's really hard because I, I had this, I put up this Instagram story where someone was asking about a guy that they were seeing and how he was is he a, and she goes is he a fuck boy mm -hmm. is he just a and i'm like i don't know what a fuck boy is like i was like the the definition is so confusing to me because to some people a fuck boy is anyone it didn't work out with yes and and to some yeah. people to other people it's a guy who just wants you know it's i, I it's um like a guy who led them on and it's like I, I do believe a fuckboy can exist. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think it's not... Like, I, I'm not here to, like, say, no, all, not all men. That's what Every I'm saying. Every man has a heart of gold, and it's your yeah, dumb yeah. fault for not <laughs> yeah. making him realize you're valuable. <laughs> sure, but I think when this person... What this person's writing in about is a guy who's letting them know, I'm I'm ending this because I will get into fuckboy territory. And when he says, "I," it's a woman writing in saying, I don't, uh, this things haven't progressed to where they should be. Okay, what, they're, what are they saying in that, where they should be? They're saying, we text this many times a day, we've had this many interactions, I am not seeing this as a long-term match for me. I'm gonna is go back. Is that what she's saying? Or is she saying it's been two months now of you know, communication on Fridays, we met up next Wednesday, blah, 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 blah. And if we've been seeing each other on and off, not on and off, because the thing about two months is it can't be like, if you've been seeing each other once or twice a week for two months. Uh, I, but even then you yeah. go, even if that's the case, I, I, I think it's both cases it applies for the same yeah. thing. The, the person who keeps texting you, texting, I think you couldn't be seeing each other twice a week and feel like the relationship at this point should be, hey, we become serious. Mm -hmm. And they're going, I don't want to be serious with you. So what they're saying is I've, I've, you know, we've dated, we've had fun. I enjoy your company, but I know I have to make a move or I am now promising things that I don't believe in. And it seemed to me the whole, the whole fuck boy conversation turned into this, this, what, what I agreed with these women that were writing in is the fuck boy seems to be. A guy who you keep, the guy who is telling you he wants more with you while acting like he doesn't. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. I, I've, yes. I, uh, the, the people are doing that. There, there are men doing that. There's, there's women lying. That, it's lying. lying. <laughs> it's lying. If you say something, but you're doing something else, that's a lie. Yeah. But, but all dating has some semblance of yeah. lying. No one's going to go out with you on the first date and say, hey, I want to fuck you. And that's the only reason I'm here. And it's like, 
you know, a lot of men, you know, use, you know, act the same way with someone they want to be with as this, the person they want to fuck. And it's like, you know, a lot of people that were writing and that were angry about past fuckboys, it's like, well, they could have just said they just wanted to have sex. It's like, well, no, they wanted to get to know you. And part of how they get to know someone is through being physical as well as, you know, yeah. the the intimate and telling stories. They're like, you know, so it's a tough place to go because it's like, mm-hmm. to me, these people that are saying, I haven't progressed to where we should be. They're saying, I should be head over heels right now and I'm not. And I think if we stay in this, I am saying I am. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I guess I read it as like, I'm in it. Not necessarily that she's not head over heels, but it's like, okay, it's been two months. I assumed if we were still talking at this point, that means you like me enough to be talking next week. Why don't I know the difference between why they've been talking to me for two months versus why won't they talk to me for six months? Like, how do you, how soon can you recognize that this I think is you, not you, forever on their end? But you're never going to know the, yeah. the answer on the other end. That's why, like, are you, like, you know, to this person, like, mm-hmm. I think what they're doing is right when they said I'm getting more in touch like I'm going to enjoy IR all summer continue to work on myself before jumping back in the dating game if you're if you don't know what you want and you can't know the taste of your own feelings you're not going to find it out from someone else like I mean and like that's something like I've been trying to come to terms with and I feel like an idiot because I'm like I'm 36 and I'm still trying to go like how do I know if I like someone or not You, you know and it's like that's harder to understand than maybe we would assume you know no and i totally agree with you and i feel like at the end of the day i mean back to the time thing like at the end of the day two months is only two months Mm -hmm. and i do think you have to just keep reminding yourself no matter how into you he seems a week or two in or even how into him you seem like i think you can trick yourself into be like i'm in love and then a few weeks later you're like i have nothing left to say to this person (laughs) i can't believe i called my grandmother and told her (laughs) <laughs> that like I found the one but it's like you do just there has to be this part of you that's like I have to let time determine how much this has in it because also that's the only way to test it also this whole game of like well if they do this that means they like me no 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 I've done I, you know it, there's a lot of people that write into this podcast and it's a lot of women that are like either say you fucking hate me or you love me yeah. and it's like yeah, uh, you're not going to get that from men. Men love options. They love being vague. They're not really in touch talking about their feelings every day of the week. They're not telling, you know, they're, there are a lot of, you know, people dealing in like and not in love. I mean, and the conversely, I think that's the problem that women do is obviously they're like, I love you or I hate you. And that's why you have a woman who's dated a guy for two years. And then the minute they broke up, she was like, he was an asshole and he was toxic and we should cancel him. And you're like, (laughs) yesterday you thought you'd have children with him. Yes. (laughs) How do you hate somebody? Like, how is there no middle ground? Uh, This is a person who had some shitty qualities, but some qualities that I was willing to maybe put up with till I died. (laughs) Right. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Claire Park at Claire the Scare. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Celebrity Memoir Book Club. That is the podcast. Let's do, we got time for one more, Shelby, right? We got, let's do the, let's do a screenshot email. You ready? I send it to you before. This one is going to get, this one's wild, okay? Um, I, and I, this is called Petty X. Are you ready? Hi, let's get right to it. 
I'm sending along something I find quite hilarious that a man I quote unquote dated for a few months sent me. To be clear, the meme he created was not the reason we ended. A man's political beliefs doesn't cross my mind because I know where I stand and I respect anyone who does the same. I didn't see a relationship with him due to other reasons such as our career paths that cause us both to move slash travel frequently and the fact that he wasn't sure he wanted children. It's been two months since we've parted ways, and I know he was pretty upset with me due to the fact that he told all of his guy friends except me. Considering I, I know he was pretty upset with me due to the fact that he told all of his guy friends except me. Well, I think he would tell. Why would he? He was upset that it broke yeah. up. I, it makes sense that he would tell his friends now, right? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Right. And obviously Cons- you wouldn't care. You broke up with him. <laughs> like, what yeah, you be so- like, no, you don't understand. That would make me sad. And you were like, oh, I did not know that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're together now. Um, considering I don't see a future with him, it's not worth my energy to confront him over the stories he's telling his group of friends. Okay. So she's hearing through the grapevine stories that he's telling that seem to be negative about her. Okay. However, yesterday afternoon, I received a meme from him that he created using a picture from a wedding we went to. Okay, did he truly think I was suddenly going to change my mind? Also, I'm sending along screenshots to show you that it came via a DM, then a text. Did he also delete my number? Was What was he thinking sending this? Hope you enjoy, and please remember him being a lib, as he says, was not my problem with us pursuing a relationship. P.S. I feel the need to send this to you up as well, as I apologize if that's annoying. Well, okay. Um, so let's go to the DMs that he sent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be him you be her okay so he wrote so he sent a picture of them I guess he made this meme okay this and the meme is this could be us you don't date libs so I guess she is a conservative and he is a liberal is that what yeah, we're saying that's here? what I'm getting yeah okay so go ahead OMFG, I am dying. I did not expect this, but am LMAO. <laughs> LOL. Oh, nice. Find a Nashville local. Maybe he will slowly bring you over. I have a hard time imagining that will ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a couple months and you'll be asking for free stuff from the government. Hell hath frozen over in the vase. Leave the planet immediately. And then it continues, but we don't see the rest of her. We don't see the rest. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting one. Is it? What do you think of it? I, I, I guess. I, what do you think? I guess I think nothing. I think clearly he's still sad you broke up. He figured out this angle mm. to get you back in conversation. It almost it's there's no more meaning than what's obvious, which is that he wishes you guys were still together and he's trying to talk to you and open up lines of communication. If you're upset that he's talking shit about your friend, here's your opportunity to be like, hey, by the way, stop talking shit about my friends. But otherwise, it just seems like a guy you dumped who still likes you and now you're like bragging, like, look, he's still interested. I don't know. This is like not complex or hard to understand and I don't even know what her issue is. And also, it's like he's going to use anything he can to be like, to kind of like nudge at you to let you know yeah. like it's it's basically his way of being like i'm still kind of interested you know i'm still you know yeah. and it's smart thinking it's about us 
It's a way to it's engage naggy. you in conversation, but it's not too mean. And it like, you know, and it's opening up the dating question again. And sure. you answered. So it worked. He was smart. You guys had a little back and forth. I just like don't even know what her question is. What should she I do? Guess, I don't know. Do you want to date did him? Did he think this was going to change my mind? It, no, he's not trying to change your mind. If anything, to me, he's trying to let you know that like I'm still here to be flirty. Like, I, I don't, this to me is not like a we should be together thing as much as it is I'm still here and cool with us in a flirty way. Don't you think? Like, I, I don't think he's, like, to me, the idea that you would, like, I don't think his end game was, so can we be boyfriend and girlfriend now? Like, no, that doesn't feel. No, but I feel, think if it ended in like, oh, what are you doing later? Nothing. Oh, you want to grab a drink? Like, I think he'd be open to that. Oh, totally. I agree. I mean, he's with opening you there. lines I, of communication in a not platonic way. The way, like, the bringing up dating, the being like, oh, maybe another guy. That's for you to go. Like, if not you, then no one. <laughs> yeah, and also she asked, why is it over DM? It's over DM because that's where casual happens. I, yes. I do believe that. So it's yes. like it's him being casual. If he sent a text with it. I don't I don't know if the I agree. I don't I don't think the banter would be the same. I think the text would have to be hey, I've been thinking of you a lot. Why don't we I, if you want to get drinks sometimes, I know you don't date liberals, but I, I'm still game for it. Yeah, but he like demoted I, the whole interaction by like going back to sliding into the DMs. He's like that, taking it back a step. That right. And I think like, you know, for anyone out there, I, I know that the people will watch this and make it political. It's not political. It's actually apolitical. It's it's there's there's no politics to the penis. This guy is trying to let an old hookup know that he is still game. He is still game for something, mm -hmm. and he's doing it as you said in a neggy way, where you know he knows that politics gets you talking. He knows that you guys have this, you know this, you know this. You're from the right. I'm from the left. Kind of like flirty thing going on. And clearly he knows it's like not particularly uh, problematic between the two of them because he didn't come in and be like, this could be us, but I don't want children in the future. Like that's not cute and fun. No. This is much more like, <laughs> like Yankees, Red Sox. Like here's like fun little back and forth, long-standing totally. rivalry. Like he's just trying to flirt. I, if you don't, here's the thing though, her question of like, what should I think of this? If you are not interested, then do your little DMs back and go. Like, I just don't even know what she wants. Yeah, if you're like not he, interested, I think you can like unfollow and block. Then it doesn't matter. Like I, 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 just, I think if you're uninterested, what you do is you heart something, and that shuts down the convo in a sure. way where if you run into him in a bar, you guys are still friendly. But I think she's—I don't know who this is for. I feel like this is for some guy she's talking to. Be like, look, other people are interested, but and it also keeps the line. You know, it, there is an interesting thing with dating where sometimes people think they have all the power because they ended it, but the other person has a little bit of power too that they're not really admitting to. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, I ended it because I, we, we, I, I, we travel and, and he wasn't sure he wanted to have children. You know, sometimes there's this, like there are these, there are these people out there dating saying things because they know that will get you to not take them seriously. So like, I, I I'm not saying this guy's a maniacal genius, but I'm just saying like, let's not believe. And, and the fact that you're writing in here, he does have power Let's not believe that he's sitting at home wondering, looking at a picture of you at night going like, well, maybe she's, th maybe we could date again. He's not thinking in terms, like to me, this is so flirty and over DM because it's old hookup that could become an, an, another casual hookup in the future. Like, yeah. 
he's keeping keeping the options open. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Thank you so much for coming on, Claire Parker. This was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. So much fun. Everyone go follow Claire at Claire the Scare on Instagram. Celebrity Memoir Book Club. That is the podcast. Go, go, go. Shelby, thank you for coming on on the ones and twos. Thank you. At Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keith, send them in. Send in those attachments. We love those. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>